Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You know that feeling when you walk into your home? Take a deep breath. And feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Pro Bowl vote is here, and Awesome Pro Bowl starts with awesome players, and your vote helps decide who gets a spot on the AFC and NFC roster. Show your love, cast your vote, and make sure your favorite players make it to the 2020 Pro Bowl. Vote today and be entered to win exclusive prizes at NFL.com slash Pro Bowl vote. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. It's me, your man, MG Mark Scran, alongside the Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano, and the Fantasy Viper, Graham Barfield. And because we live in Los Angeles and this doesn't happen very often, I feel the need to point out, it rained. It we rained a little bit last night. and lightning It rained last morning. night also. It did. It rained on me as I was walking home last night. It was like 5.30, 6 o'clock when I got to my building, and I got to like two blocks away, and it started dumping. You probably had no idea what to do. It was uh, like, yeah, I, I was like, what is this? Uh, an umbrella? This, what's that? What is this weird, wet, <laughs> wet substance falling <laughs> from the sky? Moisture from hmm. the sky. I don't remember what this was. So, yeah, uh, you know, just in time for the end of fire season, we get rain season, which means we'll get mudslides. I know that a lot of you out there probably roll your eyes, but uh, this is our life here in California. Um, 
Got plenty to talk about today. The trade deadline in most leagues is coming this week. In fact, in standardnfl.com leagues, it comes on Friday. So we'll talk about some maybe guys that you, you might want to trade for, might want to trade away, uh, and maybe just some strategies. Because uh, we get a lot of, of texts, tweets, whatever, DMs asking about certain trades. And so just if you are trying to make those last-minute deals, maybe some some ideas, some strategies, things you want to try uh, if you're going to, uh, to, to figure this out. Also... With the regular season, fantasy regular season coming to a close, uh, just, you know, if you had to pick a handful of guys that you were going to ride with the rest of the season, maybe not top-level guys, but guys that are sort of mid-level that you think could possibly get you to the playoffs, maybe when you a championship, uh, who would you roll with? So uh, we'll, we'll kind of take a pick at some of those guys as well. Plus, with it being Wednesday and waivers having run, if you're looking to make room on your roster, maybe just grab somebody off the waiver wire, who should you uh, move off your roster to try to make some of that room? We'll go through some drop or not guys as well. But before we do all of that, go behind the glass, talk to our faithful producer, senior Edward L. Murphy Esquire. Murph, what's up? I want to keep the conversation very L.A.-based. So it's funny, we talked about the rain. Fabs before was complaining about traffic and then uh the lakers game last night rob gronkowski at halftime yes if if i had to pick a player that was on the team i hate the most but love the player he is my pick for for the nfl rob gronkowski it's hard to not like gronk he's the most likable guy he's hilarious uh i did think it was funny you know last week or earlier this week when he said he was going to make a big announcement on tuesday and i think fantasy twitter sort of got antsy i know that people were like sort of like you know had their 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 itchy waiver wire trigger finger like over his name. He was name. one of the most added tight ends. Right. And I'm like, the oh, there's the no week. way. I was going to say, we moved so we moved upstairs in the building here and the, we sit next close to the product guys and they were all saying, oh my God, Rob Gronkowski's gone from 0.1 ownership to like 2%. <laughs> <laughs> people <were> anticipating <laughs> I'm like, coming back. There's no way he's announcing that he's coming it. back to play. Yeah. Like that's not happening. And so I know a lot of people were, you know, trying to be quick on the trigger and that, that didn't quite work out. But him that, dancing with the Lakers. Gronk's lost like 30 pounds. Yeah. Or that, that kind of move is like a haha look how smart i am move and there was a very low percentage of a chance that you were going to look smart right he was not coming he was not coming back but uh, i did think it was funny all the people who made a move for but him dancing with the laker girls last night if you haven't seen that i'm sure it's all over twitter go find it uh it was very very funny speaking of the lakers did you see, I think it was last week, our very own Akbar Bajabiyamila was, was courtside it up with LeBron. Game, and LeBron came off the floor, going back to the locker room, high five to Akbar. I mean, he is, he is a superstar. I mean, yeah. Akbar is just all over the place. I couldn't be more proud of him, but um, <laughs> it's like he, he was trying to be cool about it. Oh, yeah, 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 me and LeBron. Yeah, yeah. well, that's Akbar. Let me so, tell you, Akbar. Love you. it. All right, uh, with all that out of the way, let's do some news. Let's do the news. Uh, we will start, and this doesn't really require a whole lot of conversation. Uh, the Miami Dolphins have cut Mark Walton after reports surfaced that he's being accused of hitting his pregnant girlfriend um, several times in the face and the head. Uh, this is just one of many run-ins that Walton has had with the law, a number of them coming previously when he played with the Cincinnati Bengals and eventually was let go there. Uh, now his time with the Dolphins is over, and you uh, kind of believe that his time in the NFL is probably over as well because he is not good enough at professional football for somebody to consider giving him any more chances about that. Even um, if he was, he's a scumbag. Yeah, but that so, doesn't necessarily preclude guys from being on NFL roster. Yeah, Mark Walton's just not good enough at football. To I, I know. I just that that kind of stuff 
drives me crazy. Yeah. So uh, he's not with the Dolphins. He doesn't need to be on your fantasy team. I feel like that's all that we need to talk about with Mark Walton. Uh, other news, and this just hit Twitter uh, just as we were getting ready to start. Evan Ingram, Rhett Ellison not participating at Giants practice. Both of them are with the training staff. Uh, Evans missed a couple of games as he's been dealing with some injuries there. Rhett Ellison is sort of a new thing popping up here. Scott Simonson and Caden Smith are the healthy tight ends right now. Uh, I mean, Fabs, we were kind of waiting for Evan Ingram. We were hoping that this was the week he was back, and now we're sort of left in the lurch for tight ends. So the last time I talked to my contact, uh, who's got some inside info on Evan, I was told he's playing this week. I will reach out to that contact again and find out whether or not that is still the case. But the last I heard, Evan's going to be back. So we'll see. Um, And I could go and look at his fantasy league right now in my celebrity league, and I'm not sure whether or not he has changed his lineup around. So that could be uh, a reason why or why not that he is uh, not in the lineup or in the lineup. But right now he is not in the lineup. If he misses, like, he's got Sterling Shepard's still in concussion protocol. Well, he might get back, but Golden Tate's going to see all the targets once again. Pretty much. Yep. See here. And look, if he's not there, oh, is, actually, Darius, is Darius Slayton the thing again? Yeah. My uh, my my mistake, Evan, is he has put himself back in his lineup. Okay. So, and he had Gerald Everett active last week. So Evan has put himself back in his lineup. I'm assuming that's probably a good sign. All right. Um, this was, I mean, it just kind of caught me off guard. Like, we were literally sitting here about ready to record, and I saw this come across from, yeah. uh, from Art Stapleton, who, uh, who covers the Giants. Um, yeah. Something, <laughs> something to certainly keep tabs on. But right now, uh, he, is, he is active on his own fantasy. It is only Wednesday, too, so there's still a chance yes. that he can get back yes. on the field. So keep, keep tabs on that one. Uh, other things to keep tabs on. James Conner. Still dealing with a shoulder injury. He came back last week in the game against the Browns. Didn't last all that long before having to leave as he re-aggravated that shoulder injury. Now Mike Tomlin is saying Connor's availability is unclear for this week. So obviously that means Jalen Samuels back up again. Uh, Benny Snell is also starting to work out. I mean, this feels like sort of a worst-case scenario, though, Graham. If Benny Snell gets back in here, this thing becomes a mess again. Sure. I mean, Jalen Samuels was already losing snaps when James Conner missed the last game. He's already losing snaps to uh, Terrell Edmonds, and they were kind of, I I don't know. They'll probably run some sort of committee with Samuels, probably being some sort of the lead. I I don't know, man. The the good thing about Jalen is that he is such a great pass catcher, and they have nothing this week. Juju's hurt. Deontay's hurt. They got James Washington, and, Vance McDonald, and Jalen's going to get a lot of targets yeah, this week, and it's the Bengals. That's the saving grace this yeah. week. Is if, if Even if Samuels gets like 8 to 10 carries, we should still expect like maybe 8 to 10 targets. And he probably, that's, enough. that's probably what he'll get is that's, maybe 8 to 10 carries, yeah, that's but probably, the targets will exceed that. That's probably enough to get some juice in uh, some PPR leaks, but I don't know, man. The Steelers, the Steelers stink. I'm, I mean, I'm, it's, just, it's all falling apart, yeah. man. I, I know it's a good matchup, but th- this offense is just, uh, I don't know, it's not one week. I, yeah, much. I just like Jalen just because of the. I mean, you're looking at a guy who can catch six to eight passes. I mean, right there. It's just it, it's the target volume there. Yeah. Uh, and as you mentioned, Juju Smith-Schuster now in concussion protocol. Also uh, dealing with a knee injury. Dealing too. with a knee injury yeah. as well. Um, which, uh, you know, you hate to see guys injured. You, hate, you definitely do. I think there are a lot of people though myself included, when you've kind of had that wrestling match every week of do I put Juju in? Do I start him over? Like. 
knowing that he may sit down and get some rest, I think at least kind of takes that worry off your plate for the week potentially. Uh, but as you mentioned, Fabs, Juju's is hurt. Uh, Deontay Johnson is hurt. Um, you know, James Washington is there. There's just nobody. Yeah, yeah they're gonna be they're gonna be rolling out James Washington and uh, Johnny Holton as their top two receivers this weekend if uh, Juju and and Deontay Johnson can't get get healthy for the game. Yeah, um, and they're playing the the Bengals this week, man. Like the matchup is so good oh. on paper, oh. <laughs> and they're just and they well, ju- they just put Kirkpatrick there. on IR. Yeah. I mean, their defense is yeah. If uh, <laughs> if Juju were healthy, like, <laughs> would you play him? I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, mean, I would, I would, but it would probably it's probably going to save ourselves from the inevitable like three catch for twenty eight yard right. games. That's kind of what I'm looking at. I'm like, you know, look, I say I, I love Juju. <laughs> I love him as a player. I love him as a person. Seems like a really fun guy. We uh, just need Big Ben back. Yeah, oh, that's it. Um, and it's just twenty twenty. Every week that that headache of do I start him? Do I do I flex him? What do I do? Like, let, let me ask you guys a question. Let me ask you guys a question. Okay, because a lot of people out there are probably looking to do this now. Uh, James Conner was uh, and is probably a lot of people's RB one, RB two, right? And say you weren't you weren't sort of quick enough uh, at the trigger to get Jalen Samuels off the wire. Another team has him. What would you be willing to trade? to get Jalen on your roster if you have James Connors? Uh, like, I, like, I'll throw a few names out there because this is what a lot of people have to deal with right now. Yeah. Right. Like, would you trade Emmanuel Sanders for him? I would trade somebody like Marvin Jones. So Emmanuel Sanders Daniel probably Sanders fits. Probably fits. Yeah, he probably falls yeah. in that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, rest of the season, if you picked up Darius Geis, say, and you have Connor and Geis is going to be your replacement, would you play Geis or still try to trade for Jalen Sanders? I'd just play Geis. I'd rather play Geis okay. at this point. I'd, I'd, I, w- I mean, if you're trying to give up something significant, which, I mean, let's stick with Manny Sanders. That's pretty significant. Yeah. Yep. Samuels. Yep. Especially if Terrell Edmonds and, and all these other guys are going to mix in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like I said, if, you, if you've got Geis on the roster, um, yeah, I don't know that I would give up something to try and get another guy. Yeah. So. I'll tell you this. I, I was I was texting with Darius yesterday. You guys can name drop, make fun of me, whatever. But, like, I have him in my stardoms this week. Uh, on NFL Fantasy Live TV today. I'm going to be talking about how much I like him this week. So he is well aware that fantasy owners will be counting on him. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he is. I had He was watching the show yesterday when Akbar and I were talking about the backfield report and the Redskins situation. Uh, so Darius is well. A lot of players may not be, uh, but Darius is well aware that fantasy do owners are are really leaning on him. This do week. you think he's stashed himself in his own fantasy league? <laughs> he doesn't just play. like I'm. I'm waiting for myself to come he back. He Here we go. He doesn't play fantasy football. Oh, Wouldn't it be great bummer. though if like a large percentage of players played fantasy football and we had access to the rosters like Evan Ingram? Like I can go in and be like, yeah, Evan's playing himself, so I'm sure he's going to start. Yeah. Except, Wouldn't that make our lives easier? Except, How about if, like, David Johnson was benching himself also, the last couple right, of I mean, I feel Wait like, a minute, what's these, that? These dudes owe us nothing. <laughs> they owe us mean, nothing. But I also yeah. feel like if that were the case, then they would treat it the same way the coaches treat injury reports, oh, right? Where, yeah. like, a guy would have himself in his lineup right up until about an hour before kickoff, and you would never know the difference. I'm so. just having fun with it. I, th- I mean, imagine that, though. That would, now, that would be a fantasy world. Yeah, so yeah, that'd be great. Um, down in Dallas, Jerry Jones expects Amari Cooper to play in Week 12. Uh, he did play last week against the Lions, but reports are he wasn't completely healthy. He was dealing with a little bit of a knee injury there. Um, I mean, it's one of those things, Fabs, where if he's on the field, you are going to start him. I know the matchup isn't great on paper really against bad. the Patriots, but now if he's also less than 100%, that's reason to be worried right now. Yeah, it is. And I, I don't know that I could personally do this because I'm a Cowboys fan and uh, just he's been so good. But if you have depth at wide receivers, say Calvin Ridley's on your roster mm-hmm. and you can pick between Ridley and Cooper, you guys would go Ridley, right? This week? 
Mm, no. <sighs> yeah. Pr- actually, I probably, probably would. Probably. Right? I, I'll say. I'll say one additional thing here. Like Darius Slay is playing out of his mind right now. Mm-hmm. He's he has been white hot, and he shut down Cooper at significantly less. They went 100% this past week, but Cooper is just, he's so damn good. Like I know he is, yeah. He has been, it, it took, you know, what, back in week nine against the Giants, Cooper was really banged up, and it just took one play for him to, you know, go off and have a great game for four, 480 and one. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's one of those things where, like, it's it's just basically like a talent versus matchup type of right. thing. And, and Cooper just needs one big play to get right. I do think, obviously, the Patriots are going to do, and Bill Belichick will do everything within their power to slow him down. But what uh, what one player will so Belichick the, look I think to it's stop? Cooper. I think, think it's Cooper, Cooper or is it Zeke? Bill Belichick right is way smarter than I think most people, and I think he knows that you slow down this Dallas offense by slowing down this pass offense right now. Okay. Yeah. I'm so not, does that? I, I does think that, I think Bill Belichick would be very happy if Zeke had like 25 carries for 95 yards. And this will be something that you and I talk about on Friday, right? But I mean, Dak Prescott. I mean, he's had two bad games all year long. He's been phenomenal, but he has had a couple of bad games when right. the matchups have been tough. Uh, I remember that Saints game where he just wasn't any good. I mean, is is he a fade this week? Like, say you have Baker Mayfield, right, playing the Dolphins, or uh, I think Matt Ryan. That's a that's an obvious one. Like he he's Jameis Winston, right? Who I don't even know if that's a good matchup anymore. I don't think Dak. But, <laughs> but, but I mean, like, is is Dak is is Dak still a must start this week? Dak's or never you fade him. Dak's never a fade. But I mean, if you feel really good about Baker or Matt Ryan or something like that, then sure, it's roll start him. Right? Yeah. yeah. But Dak is he's he's the guy that's making this engine go here in Dallas. I mean, I just feel like so his good. his ceiling right now is higher than a lot of those yes. other guys, and I think that's that is the yeah, argument. Dak can have a bad day passing and still scramble in the red zone and you know have. You know, have a rushing score. That's like right. I, I mean, that could be a saving grace. That's that's sort of what I'm telling people about Josh Allen. His schedule the rest of the year is brutally bad. Is rough. Brutally bad. But because he can run with the football, uh, he's had what 12 rushing touchdowns since week 12 of last season, which leads all quarterbacks. I mean, that's pretty good. Looking back at our data here, uh, this is this is where quarterbacks have finished against the Patriots this year. Okay, 27th, 34th, 33rd, 23rd, 28th, 24th. 34th, 23rd, 3rd, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. I'm like, I was waiting for the Lamar Jackson game. <laughs> and 20th, which was Carson Wentz last week. So Dak, they have allowed one quarterback to finish better than 20th. Dak is, well, Dak is one step below Lamar, but they basically, the rest of those quarterbacks, especially the first six ones, they're right. I mean, like, just, yeah, they were Sam Darnold twice probably as a backup guy. Attach yep. the yep. names yep. to those, yep. those quarterbacks, right. too. Um, yep. I mean, Wentz, Wentz is a name, but he also was without his number one wide Yeah, I don't think Dak will be like the top three quarterback this week, but I could see him being top eight pretty easily. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, some good news for the Rams. Sean McVay is expecting Brandon Cooks to return for week 12. He's missed the last couple of games as he has dealt with concussion symptoms. Uh, Graham, this is obviously good news for Cooks. Uh, it's good news for Jared Goff. And I think as Adam Rank's been pointing out, it's good news for Cooper Cup, too, because now there's that guy who takes the top off the defense, and now the you know, defenses can't necessarily focus in on, on trying oh. to slow down Cooper Cup. Yeah, they desperately need him, especially this week against this Ravens secondary that we, we all know is just so much better now. Uh, but, you know, I, I will say Cooks this year has not been – the same guy when he has been healthy. He's basically just had the two big games, and, and they really weren't even you know fantastic games for Brandon Cook's levels. Uh, but you mentioned it, this Rams offense just desperately needs someone else to kind of take some pressure off of Goff because last week we saw it. I mean, no Robert Woods, who 
uh, who I, I'm assuming he's going to come back this week. We really don't know. Uh, he was held out because of a personal issue this past week. But, you know, getting all three of these guys back and being able to layer the offense in the way that Sean McVay wants to do and you know, stretch the field both vertically and horizontally with these guys through motion and, and jet sweeps and all that stuff, it'll be good, get, good to get them all back because they desperately need him this week in this match. But let's just hope they don't they don't alter things because the way that they're going to win and they we'll will talk about this. I know that's what I'm worried about, but like when they ran the football successfully, even with some backup offensive linemen against the Bears and I know the Bears don't have a good run defense, but I, I mean I feel like that's the way the Rams are going to win games. I mean, even even though Goff was a, a lesser part of the offense, it was Gurley who basically was the centerpiece. He still had three picks. He's just not good right now. So I really do hope that the Rams, I mean, obviously they're going to want to throw the ball a little bit more when they have all three of their big wideouts back, but I just really hope uh, that, that Gurley continues this, this might to not even touches. This might not even be a want-to thing. This might be a have-to thing because the way the Ravens are scoring points right now, yeah. right. Uh, I mean, if, if Lamar Jackson and the Ravens keep rolling up points the way they have, you you, you can't sit back and give Gurley 25 touches. You just can't. That was totally game plan specific because they didn't have Woods. They didn't have Cooks. And you knew Trubisky wasn't going to do it. Exactly. <laughs> you, can beat Trubisky. you can beat Trubisky by throwing the ball five times and, and still win right now at this point. So... Yeah, uh, but anyway, Brandon Cooks is back. So if you've been kind of hanging on to him, uh, at least there's potentially some relief. Although it's not a great. He was out matchup. there. He was out there in kind of a few waiver wires this week. I was pretty surprised. Is that yeah. right? I, I didn't saw. Him I any. saw him dropped in a few leagues. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think the long wait and people just needing to to kind of fill spots exactly. in their roster uh, kind of precipitated that. But uh, hey, so if he's out there, go check. Maybe maybe in some weird coincidence he's out there. So check and see if you can pick him up. There you go. That's pretty much everything you need to know. <laughs> was the news. All right. As I mentioned at the start of the show, the trade deadline in most leagues is coming up this week. So if you are looking to make some deals, this is your last chance to do it. Get those offers in. And so uh, I went and I picked some running backs and wide receivers with good schedules, bad schedules the rest of the way. And uh, we can decide whether or not you want to trade for these guys, whether you want to trade away some of these guys uh, or, or, you know, maybe if you want to just hang on to them, too. Um, So starting at running back, right, David Montgomery, who has a a really favorable schedule. We talked about his quarterback. Everybody knows the situation there. The problem is the usage is sort of inconsistent. Um, but just based on opportunity potential alone, either of you guys interested in maybe trading for David Montgomery right now? Next three matchups are good, like yeah. you mentioned. I mean, Giants, Lions, well, and Cowboys. But the Giants actually, yeah. the Giants actually aren't. I mean, they held Zeke to to. I think he was the RB twenty three. Like lately, and that's something that we could talk about too. Lately, the Giants' defense has not been that bad against running backs and just like Atlanta's defense, right? So, like, everyone out there has Jameis Winston in their top 10. Is he? Is it a good matchup? I'm not sure. When do we start looking at what teams are doing now as opposed to what they've done? And so, you know, look at numbers because I have uh, I have David Montgomery as my sit of the week uh, against the Giants. I mean, number one, I'm not sure that he's 100%. Remember, he he gave away uh, some touches last week. Tariq Cohen was the better of the two from a fantasy perspective. And and looking at this Giants defense, and as a Cowboys fan, I just remember uh, that you know Zeke was not good in that game. They've given up the fifth fewest fantasy points to running back since week eight. So it it hasn't been like they've been awful. They've been getting gashed through the air. Um, but 
I mean, <laughs> your defense can't be that bad when Ezekiel Elliott can't finish in the top 20 against I, I, you. I'm just laughing because, because the Giants, obviously, are very beatable through the air, but yes. there's no way Mitchell Trubisky and Chase Daniel are going to, like, rip these guys. No, if Chase Daniel starts, I get actually, it. I'm thinking, this is gonna be, I'm thinking this is going to be a very low-scoring game, yeah. kind of similar to what the Rams game was. You know, it's going to be a 17-14, you know, 14-10 uh, kind of game. And I think Montgomery needs to get into the end zone in order to actually put up a good stat line this week. Yeah, Leonard Williams has been big for them the last couple of weeks. He's been a, he was a good run stuffer. Right. Obviously has not been very good in pass rush in his career so far, but he's always been pretty good in the run game. I think that's been a big help for them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, Philip Lindsay, who's a guy I've been advocating that you trade for. I love this. Um, I mean, love it. The Broncos schedule is very favorable down the stretch. Brandon Allen is middling at best. They have kind of been leaning on Philip Lindsay, and I would I would even throw Royce Freeman in in there in a, a lesser extent because he's still getting a decent number of touches. But I feel like Philip Lindsay is. Is a solid trade for candidates. So, right so love him. Tom Pelissero before the last game uh, in Minnesota, he came out and said that the, the Broncos were kind of having this changing of the guard, right? They're going to kind of use Philip Lindsay in more of a number one type role. And they did this past week. They used him on 64% of their snaps. That was a season high for Lindsay. And I kind of think that's the smart move down the stretch. I mean, Lindsay just offers so much more explosiveness, both as a rusher and receiver in this offense, and the, the schedule is just so nice. The Bills' run defense, I know you were on this this week, the mm-hmm. Bills' run defense is really, really bad. They have given up at least a top 21 running back in every single game. At least a top 21. So if you're in a 10-team league, they have given up a high flex every single week. And I, Marcus is right. Lindsey's a great play this week. He is a great guy to go out there and grab now. He hasn't had like a huge workload because they've been using Royce Freeman. Freeman was uh, until recently out snapping him for the season. And now I think he's ready to roll. Uh, this one, this is a, a sort of a big ticket item here, but Dalvin Cook, um, obviously t- to get a Dalvin Cook, you're going to have to give up something significant. What, what, like, what first born child? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my thought is if there's somebody in your league who has Dalvin Cook and really nothing else and is just not really relevant, maybe they're willing to make a deal for something. Um, I, I don't know, but yeah, it would, uh, it would take a lot. I mean, you're giving up probably a wide receiver one, um, you know, in some leagues, you could probably give up a quarterback. Well, yeah, honestly, it'd probably have to be somebody like a wide receiver one plus Phil Lindsay, right? Uh, yeah, that'd, that'd be but like I mean, honestly, like, off. what the only, would you would you give up Dalvin Cook to get Lamar Jackson? No, no, nobody's going to do it. It's got to be a two for See, one. See, that's the it's thing. But I mean, studs. nobody in leagues that we play in will, right? But there's a lot of leagues out there where they yeah. will make that move. Yeah. Somebody will make that move. Okay. Um, and but I, I, but I think like is it is that the only guy? Like, if you're looking at a quarterback for running back, is that the like even Mahomes? Uh, yeah, it'd be hard for Mahomes. I mean, you'd have to sell them on on the name brand a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Because uh, and look, I don't want to suggest that Patrick Mahomes has been bad, but he's not. He's not putting up the video game numbers he did last yeah, year, I which mean, we all expected. We all kind of knew that. Yeah. There was um, so you sort of have to sell somebody on the name value of Patrick Mahomes there. Uh, like I said, D- Dalvin Cook is a. I know it's a tough ask, but the schedule's great. Not yeah. that it's not that it's mattered for Dalvin this year, but the schedule is really great for him. The yep. rest of the way. Yeah. Uh, one name we have, we've mentioned a couple times. We mentioned it a little bit this morning. Darius Geis, who uh, again, nice schedule. My only concern is, will he start to get more touches, or will they leave this at more of a fifty-fifty split between he and Adrian Peterson? Because the opportunity is there, and I think you mentioned this on Monday, Fabs, that with the with that team really going nowhere. Um, you wonder whether or not they're going to turn to the young guys. They've already handed the ball over to to, to Dwayne Haskins to let him be the quarterback. Now you got to wonder what do your does your 
essentially Darius is a rookie, right? Because he missed all of last season. He played one or what two games now this year. He's essentially a rookie. You want to see what he has if you're going to build this team for the future. Yeah. So I would think that you know that means opportunity is there. He seems like a really solid trade for candidate. And again, not like you know Cook or Lindsey or even David Montgomery. Right. The asking price is a lot lower for Darius guys. Yep. No doubt. No doubt about it. And and again, like he this guy has got something to prove. Uh, you know, when he's played, he's looked good, right? I, I mean, he, he's looked very good. It's just been, uh, you know, unfortunate with the injuries. But why, if you're the Redskins and you're going nowhere, would you play Adrian Peterson in a featured role when you have a young, up-and-coming running back in Darius Geis that you need to you need to see what, what you have in him, right? I mean, do the Redskins go out and give him 25 touches a game? No. But, I mean, if he can get you 15, 18 touches a game for the rest of the season based on the matchup, I would think the Redskins would also want to do that because they want to see what they have because they have to build, right, for the mm-hmm. future. So if they if they use Darius uh, and, and spell him with Adrian Peterson a little bit, see what they got. If he plays well, they know they don't really have to look at the running back position uh, outside of maybe a, a backup for, for 2020 in the future. So, uh, all right, so let's move on to the wide receivers then. And let's, let's just stay in Washington here because Terry McLaurin is on the list. Uh, again, the schedule is really great. The opportunity we know is going to be there. But, Graham, how much do we trust Dwayne Haskins if we want to make a Not trade for him? at all. <laughs> Not at all. Look, I, I don't want to be out on Dwayne Haskins because he's obviously a young player in a very, very poor situation. They really don't have a good offensive mind there at this point. And we all know the offensive line problem. So I, I don't want to just poop all over Dwayne Haskins and say he's not going to be a good NFL quarterback at some point because that can happen. But based on what we've seen this year, mm-hmm. ooh, it is it has been brutal to watch. Yeah. Uh, I, I watched a good bit of that Jets game. I don't I, I thought that was actually Haskins best game I've mm-hmm. seen from him. The matchup was obviously pretty, pretty easy, but he still took a bunch of sacks and is holding onto the ball just way too long. Doesn't seem to fully trust it yet. Uh, they, McLaurin and Haskins had a, obviously a long play called back that right. was gorgeous yep. Yep. where Haskins extended the play. Uh, maybe that shows a little bit of signs of life. But this year, I mean, McLaurin has been a wide receiver one with Case Keenum, and he's been completely unusable when Case Keenum's not back The, the points uh, difference is ridiculous. 8.6 points per game when Haskins is the quarterback, nearly 16 when Keenum is the quarterback, and he's facing a guy in Darius Slay who just shut down Amari Cooper. So unfortunately, Terry McLaurin is not someone you want to play. I have more faith in the Lions' defense this week <laughs> against, against Dwayne Haskins I do too. than I do in McLaurin uh, against Darius Slay and, and, and that Lions' defense. So. Yeah. Um, T.Y. Hilton is it's kind of an interesting. I, I actually made a trade for T.Y. Hilton a few weeks ago, and then he immediately got hurt. And so I actually haven't had a chance to put him in my lineup since I made that deal. That was Fantasy League One, right? It was Fantasy League and One, and I traded away Marlon Mack. So, so it it's ends a up, wash. It kind of ends up being, yeah. a, <laughs> being a wash there. Um, I mean, look, Hilton may get on the field this week potentially, but I would think that there's got to be somebody in your league who maybe has him and maybe a little bit frustrated and might be willing to part with T.Y. Hilton for less than market value at this point. I mean, because when he's there, the schedule's good. He's got a decent quarterback in, in Jacoby Brissett. I mean, I, I feel like he's a nice piece. If you are on the edge of a playoff run and looking to get over the hump, T.Y. Hilton could help get you there, I would think. I did not realize how great the schedule is. My goodness. Yeah. They got Texans, Titans, and then Bucks over the next three weeks. Yeah. T.Y.'s right, man. <laughs> T.Y.'s right. He's going to lose his mind this next couple weeks. Yeah. yeah. Got to get him call. back on the field, but yeah. it is a good call. Yep. Um, 
Anybody in on Devontae Parker? I know I've been sort of trumpeting this Dude, why, yeah. season. Mar- he's been good. Yeah, he's been a, he's he's been been a weekly really flex good. starter. He's been a weekly flex starter in 12-team leagues. And, you know, I mean, when especially once Preston uh, Williams got hurt. All the volume. Things opened up for him quite yeah. a bit. Dolphins um, do not have – they've basically just been running out like Alan Hearns and Albert Wilson is like the – their like number two, number three rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do kind of like Hearns this week, randomly. I do like Hearns this week too. Hey, nice. Actually, yeah. Uh, but yeah, th- this is it's it's been I mean, a nice little run for Devonte Parker. We've talked about this. It's like, of course, Devonte Parker breaks out when we all, we all least expect up. it. Yeah, we all gave up on him. Uh, he's, he's not drafted at all. He's the no. wide receiver twenty five right now. You know, he scored more fantasy points by like zero point two than Odell Beckham. Jeez, wow. Devonte Parker through ten. Devonte Parker. What is the world games. that we're living wow. in? Is outscoring right. OBJ. Yeah. I don't think that's going to last, but oh my god! No, because because uh, because you know the the Browns have a really great schedule, and like they I do. feel like this is the time for for OBJ to really start to if, shine a little if bit. If OBJ doesn't score a touchdown this week, I'm going to pull my hair out. I, if if it you doesn't know, happen, you know, this week. well, with that hair, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna spend a lot of time doing that, pal. Man. Yeah, no, I, I and his schedule is so good. I mean, yeah. we're gonna be talking about Baker Mayfield a ton, uh, both on the pod and on TV, yeah. because the schedule is it's, really. I mean, good the for next him. few weeks, they got the Dolphins, they got Pittsburgh, which you know, whatever. Um, Bengals, Cardinals, yeah, that's a pretty good run for him. Yeah, it is pretty good run. Uh, last one, DJ Chark. The, do, do, the, asking, do, 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 do. the asking price on DJ Chark has probably gone up from the start of the season. I still feel like he's undervalued, though. Well, I think what happens is a lot of people, you drafted Chark late in your draft, so you've got a couple of other receivers that you feel pretty comfortable with, and Chark seems to be that guy that every week you're like, hey, do I start him over you know X or whatever? And so like he's there just sitting on a roster, and he's getting used, I'm sure, quite a bit, um, but... I feel like he's a guy that, that people would part with just because they have other receiving options there. Yeah, I, I don't know why, though. It's just you, you found this gold mine in the last round. Just keep, right. just keep riding that out. Uh, we mentioned the Titans' secondary start to fall apart. They get the Bucks next week, too. That's pretty, pretty, pretty nice. Nick Foles, that's been his guy. I know yeah. it's only been a few, just like it's literally been 50 or 60 pass attempts, but Chark has five, been the— Five quarters, yeah. three touchdowns. He's yeah. caught 100% of uh, Nick Foles' touchdown passes this yep. year. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. uh, DJ Chark, man. He's, uh, so good. I uh, yeah. Although uh, I, I I I can't say it out loud because he's burned me so many times. All right, I'm saying it out loud. I think D.D. Westbrook does something this week. <laughs> every time, every time I have been on D.D. Westbrook, he has let me down. Every but single I'm gonna... time I look at D.D. Westbrook's game logs or watch them, it's just like four catches, fifty yards every week. Yeah. That's it. Nothing else. Nothing more. Yeah. I mean, just. But I, I think I think there might be some D.D. Westbrook in our future this week. Uh, on the flip side, guys whose schedules maybe aren't great but certainly have some value that you could trade them away. Uh, the first one's Carlos Hyde, and the, the Texans' schedule really toughens up down the stretch. And Hyde has been sort of a nice piece. He's kind of a tweener. He and Duke Johnson have sort of, you know, they fill roles that are pretty nice in real football, maybe just sort of middling in fantasy football. But if you are looking, I feel like it, he has to be part of a package. But but I don't know that Carlos Hyde is, is something that is going to get me to the promised land if I have him on my fantasy roster. and Maybe I can package him with something else and get something better back in return. Yeah, yeah. he's a great player to package up if, if you're trying to target a team. I know we're going to talk trade strategies here in a minute, but this is what I, I, sort of what I like to do is like if you're targeting a team that really needs running back help and they feel you know they've got great receivers, Hyde is a perfect player to, to package up and try to offer some floor because his you know his. Hyde's been kind of just a guy for fantasy. If he do, if he doesn't score a touchdown, he's kind of been worthless. But at least he gives you a solid floor of points. Last week, I mean, you want to talk about the garbage oh, time the touchdown out. of the garbage suck out time? Forty plus <laughs> yards scored. You know? Yeah, yeah. 
I needed it in the league, though, so thank you, Carlos. Oh, man. Uh, Devin Singletary, who it's the good side is that he has kind of taken over the role as the, the main running back there in Buffalo. The downside is Josh Allen. Um, and I, I say this as somebody who started Devin Singletary in a number of places. I, I mentioned yesterday on Fantasy Live, going back to the start of last year, Josh Allen has 15 rushing touchdowns. The Bills running backs combined in that stretch have eight. Yeah. Um, he's their goal line back. He's their goal line back. He is. He's Cam uh, you talk, you talked about it. He's Cam he's Newton. Cam Newton. Um, just, it's hard, man. But, like, you can at least sell somebody on the fact that Singletary is getting touches, right? He's getting snaps. He is the main running back there. Maybe leave out the part about him not scoring touchdowns when would, you're trying to make a trade. Yeah, the key is he's been on the field for over two-thirds of the snaps. He's, he is completely uh, usurped. Frank Gore, uh, which you know, I don't know. Pour one out for Frank Gore. It, yeah, it's man. A, it's been uh, it's been a good it's run. Been a good but, run. But Devin Singletary has been the guy there for them uh, at this point. But yeah, Josh Allen, he's just he's their goal line guy, man. I don't, I just don't know how many touchdowns. I think we're gonna keep getting sucked into this Bills backfield <laughs> every single year because they are so run heavy, and Josh right. Allen is such a limited quarterback. But I think the ceiling is just not going to be there because you mentioned it. Uh, Josh Allen's their guy. I mean, inside the 10, from the 10 and in, uh, the, the past couple of years, Josh Allen has 21 rush attempts. Uh, the next closest is Frank Gore with 13. Devin Singletary has three. Wow. Mm. Three carries inside the 10-yard line. There you yeah. go. Uh, not great. Not great. Uh, Devontae Freeman, I know he's hurt right now working his way back, but he's a guy who catches the ball a lot uh, in an offense that, I mean, they score because generally they've been behind and they've had to score points. I mean, there is some value there for him. The schedule is not great, but I would think that, uh, you know, a, a Devontae Freeman can bring you back something decent in return. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe you can swing a Devontae Freeman and for a, a Philip Lindsay type if somebody's willing to kind of make that deal. I don't know who would be, but maybe. We'll see if Freeman gets back this week. He was supposed to miss a couple weeks, and uh, I, I think it sounds like he's trending in the right way to get back on the field this week. We'll see what his practice status is. Uh, Falcons get three straight games at home here, and it seems like they've kind of turned a, at least a little bit of a corner, I guess, as a whole team. Mm-hmm. Um, the only issue is that Atlanta's not been able to run the ball all year, and I don't know at how all. much of it's Freeman's fault, but he's been below like four yards per carry basically every single game but two this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a guy that I had so much hope for at the start of the season. and hasn't. He's been fine, He's been though. fine. It's it's, just, it... Here's the thing. What's, what's sort of worked out is that he's been catching the ball. Exactly. And that sort of helped keep him afloat a little bit. That's yeah. where all his value is. That's pretty much where all because his value is. Because in terms of rushing yards, I yeah. mean, it's been nothing. Atlanta's offensive line has really struggled. Yeah. This uh, all right, Fabs. This this might hurt a little bit. We can just we can pair these two guys up. No, I, running, I, I refuse to even think about from that. From running back to wide receiver, uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper, right? I mean, the it's mostly about the schedule getting tougher, right? But these are top-line guys who are going to get opportunity. Uh, even if the schedule isn't great, there's still an opportunity for them to produce. But I don't know. Maybe they get you something back with, with one of these guys who has a better schedule on the flip side. Thoughts? I'm not trading Zeke. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I don't know. I featured running backs are so hard to come by. He plays in a great offense. I mean, I can't do it. I, I just maybe I'm just being a homer. If somebody I, gave you Dalvin Cook, would you trade? Zeke? No, yeah. But no one's going to give me Dalvin Cook for Zeke. I mean, because Cook has been you know five or six points better per game this season uh, than than Zeke has been. I to, it would be hard for me to even with the schedule. You know, you talk about guys who are matchup proof, and Zeke. You know, he's had some stinkers this year. I get it, but I, I couldn't do it. 
It, it would take a lot, man. Right. It would take a lot for me to, but you know, maybe ask Graham because you know his, his heart's <laughs> not in. He's a little more objective maybe, about it. Yeah. I, it's just hard for me to, to to you know trade a guy like Zeke. I'd have to get a whole lot in return. Mm-hmm. The biggest problem with with Zeke this year is is he's just basically not been used as a receiver as much. Uh, last year he was catching like five balls per game. Right. Now he's, I think, right below three catches per game. So Tony far. Pollard is sneakily sliding is. into that role. He, he is, uh, and Pollard's. Really, really explosive. I, you know, I don't know why Dallas doesn't get him a little bit more involved and kind of spell Zeke with him because he is a good player. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's just not been the same kind of receiving total as Dak is kind of. He's he's leaned more on Gallup and Cobb here this season. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tyree Kill, um, the the hamstring issue notwithstanding here. I mean, a guy that. Uh, I mean, we know what Tyreek Hill is, right? I mean, could you part with him? Is that is that too much? Is there too much to ask for to, to part with Tyreek? Matchups right do not matter for Tyreek. Nah, Hill. <laughs> it doesn't so, matter, dude. I mean, the schedule might be bad at the, for the rest of the season. We'll mm-hmm. see what his uh, what his status is. It doesn't sound like he's going to miss much time. But they, I mean, they have a they have a bye this they week. Have the, they have a bye this week, and then they play the Raiders in Week 13, and that's obviously an amazing spot for Hill. But they finish. Uh, I mean, they've got the, yeah, the Patriots, yeah. Broncos, Bears in the fantasy playoffs. The Bears. The Bears don't really scare you, but obviously. No. The Broncos and Patriots, not not great matchups, obviously. Right. Yeah. All right. But Tyreek Hill has ripped the Patriots, though. I mean, they, Bill Belichick. That's like one of the <laughs> that's like one of the few players he's not figured out yet. I mean, Hill has gone seven one thirty three and one seven one forty two and three, and then obviously last year he did get him uh, get him to shut down a little bit. But that's because the Patriots just held the ball the whole game. Pretty much. They, they basically they just ran the hell out of the ball that entire game and didn't give Mahomes a shot. I got I got a buddy uh, who's you know uh, currently a DB in the league, and uh, I remember him. Telling me that like Tyree Kill is just, I mean, he, he, he has line, to be the, he line he lines up uh, opposite of him, and it's just like he has to be the most. You're already at a disadvantage he before has, he takes he a step. I, I bet you, if you polled a hundred cornerbacks in the NFL, they would probably, I would bet the majority say he's the most difficult receiver to cover in the NFL because right. he's so fast and sudden. He's so fast and he gets the top speed so quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. His, his, <laughs> he gets into six gear immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Fabs, I know you said earlier in the week that uh, might be the time to sell high on John Brown. Oh, it absolutely is. I mean, after what he did last week and knowing what the schedule is the rest of the season for uh, for the, the Bills receivers. Uh, so you're moving John, John Brown right now. If I can, yeah. I mean, he's having a career season, right? And he's coming off a 34-point performance. He's got Denver, which means Chris Harris. Then he's got the Cowboys, who have been really been tough, tough. wide receivers. Yeah. I mean, just ask Stephon Diggs. Then you got Baltimore, okay? It doesn't get any better because the following week you got Pittsburgh and you finish at New England. Yeah, it's a tough slate. That That is brutal. That's a really tough slate. So whereas like I still have a little bit of faith in Josh Allen because this schedule is bad for him, but he has that advantage of being able to score points with his legs. Mm-hmm. The, the, this is it doesn't get worse than this guys it, it, it does not get worse than this if i could trade him for ridley right now straight up or for a dj Moore right now i would absolutely wow. do it. Okay. it it hurts my heart but i agree <laughs> I, love, I love john brown i have him on so many teams look at, he's look been at so the, good look at the corners he's yeah, got to face it, it, it hurts my heart but i agree it's it this is a perfect week to sell high on him all yeah. right i'm not gonna do it though i say <laughs> i'm not gonna take my own advice because I love him so much, but uh, you know, sometimes where fantasy meets reality, exactly. right? We're like, sometimes you know the, the smart thing to do, but it just, you know, yeah. it just yeah. doesn't work for you. Uh, last one here, Julian Edelman, who, you know, he's he's been fine. 
He just is what he is. He just is what he is, right? Catch five balls every week. He might score a touchdown. He might throw for a touchdown now too. And this is the thing where I feel like this is another one where you could probably sell somebody maybe on the name value of Julian Edelman. Just hope they don't necessarily look at the production. Like, hey, Julian Edelman, like he's Tom Brady's favorite receiver. Like, yo, but like the production's been just okay. The schedule isn't great. I mean, I feel like if you can, if you could, maybe you package. We mentioned Carlos Hyde in the package, right? Maybe you can package Julian Edelman and Carlos Hyde if you got you know players similar to that and get something back because like you know. I feel he's, like you can do better. He's fourth in catches among wide receivers. He's got five touchdowns because uh, he had a, a touchdown pass uh, last week. He, he he Julian Edelman is like is like that baseball player who's not like a big time like superstar, but like when it's time to perform, right? He hits in the clutch, and he doesn't hit a home run, but he might hit a single but or a double. Go driving a run, something like that. That's that's kind of what Julian Edelman is, and that's why I like having him on my rosters because I know he's never going to kill me. He's never going to give me, you know, the Dodgers four or five use Julian Edelman. Then uh, they need somebody that can get on base so and not freaking strike out. <sighs> too soon. Hey, sorry, too Yankees soon. are right there too, pal. Too soon. Hey, the Yankees at least have like, I mean. Got like, mashers. Yeah, they've got just <laughs> they've got true mashers. But, but mashers. that doesn't work. <laughs> the Dodgers have a it doesn't you. work in the playoffs, it man. Doesn't. When you're so dependent on the home run, although true. the Astros cheating SOBs, right, Eddie? I mean, who knows what would have ha- happened in 2017 uh, or even you know this past this past season uh, for that matter. But you need to have guys who can who can have you know hit like you need like more DJ LeMahieu types. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and because, I mean, John Carlos Stanton, I mean, if the Yankees traded him tomorrow to the Dodgers for something decent, I would not shed a tear. <laughs> Wouldn't shed a tear. <laughs> this right. has been Bitching About Baseball. Yes, uh, baseball talk. All right. Uh, before we finish up this trade stuff, trade strategies, because I know we hear from people all the time, like, should I trade this one for this one, whatever. Oh, by the way, just a piece of advice. Um, Don't tweet us and say, hey, so I made this trade for whatever. Did I do good? Doesn't matter. It's over. It's over now. You've already clicked accept. <laughs> like it's done. The deal is done. It doesn't matter okay. what we think anymore. It really gives a crap. I mean, like, we, we can't really tell you how it's going to go. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm whatever. Like, it's already done. Like, it doesn't I matter. See that, I see that at least a couple times hey, a week, too. It's so, like, uh, you know, I, I traded, uh, you know, Julio Jones for... Calvin Ridley, like, how'd I do? Like, I don't, it doesn't matter. The, I get it. These people, they just want, they want validation. Con- they want validation. They want to feel warm and fuzzy and they have their confirmation bias. I know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm not going to give it to them. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but strategies. I mean, do you guys have, uh, Fab, start with you. I mean, any, any big overarching trade strategies that you, you have for folks? Well, dude, I, at this point of the season especially, I like to trade depth for superstars, right? And that's what I'm looking to do. Um, so I don't mind trading away a running back and a wide receiver who are pretty good to get that like superstar type wide out. Um, and, and I also, if I have depth at a position, I'm not afraid to trade away a superstar. So for example, I'll give you an example, um, in, in the NFL talent league that I'm in, uh, Ian Rapport and I, we always make at least one or two trades every single year. And I had David Johnson, and I'm screwed at RB2. I have David Johnson. What am I going to do? So I had, I was super deep at wide receiver, so I flipped Godwin and got Nick Chubb. And I don't really like giving away Chris Godwin, right. but because I have depth at wide receiver, I'm still pretty good at it. I've got Galladay. I don't know what's going on with him. i got Jarvis Landry. I've got Calvin Ridley. Uh, so I, I've got a few other pieces that I can plug in, and you only start two wide receivers. It's Superflex League. I don't mind 
giving away that big name to get a big name in return where because I have depth at that position, I needed help at running back. So I, I, I feel good about making a trade like that. But for the most part, I'm trying to trade from depth in order to get because why do I want superstars on my bench at this point? Right. I want to make that starting lineup as potent and powerful as possible. And that's what I'm looking to do right now in my trades. All right. Uh, Graham, any uh, any suggestions for folks out there? Sure. I think my favorite thing to do, and maybe this is more of a mid-season type of trade strategy, but my favorite thing to do is not necessarily target specific players, but target teams of need. And I, I mentioned it a little bit earlier. So, I mean, if you've got, for example, a team that is just like just absolutely dying at running back, I'm not necessarily going to, to that team looking to target like a specific player, but I'm more or less just trying to make – facilitate a trade where it helps both sides because I think that's that's the type of trades that that work best and, and probably suit most owners is is you know I, I hear you that it's always nice to try and trade depth guys for superstars but yeah. I don't really necessarily I mean that's it's a really hard thing to do unless you're just nailed your draft and of course we all we've all had teams where we all nail our drafts where we just pick up some great waiver wire guys and we you know land a DJ Chark for free. Just ride it out. Yeah, you just ride it out. But I think my, my favorite thing to do is not necessarily target like specific players all the time, but go in and have a strategy for, for specific teams to try and to try and help, not only help that uh, bolster the other team, but get the player or player two that you're looking for in return. Um, yeah, I'll sort of piggyback on that too. I mean, my thing is I, we get a lot of you know people saying, hey, who wins this trade or who, you know, who gets the better of it? And my thing is don't actually, don't worry about winning the trade necessarily. Right. You're, the whole point of trying to make a deal is you're trying to improve your team, right? And if you can you know, offer something in return, like you have to give up something to get something. So it's sort of kind of what Graham was saying there, right? Look where people are weak, look where you are weak and see if the two sides can sort of come together and try to figure some things out. Because you're trying to trade not necessarily because you, you, you know, maybe, maybe it's because you do love a player. Maybe you just want a guy that you really like watching, and that's understandable. But generally, it's because you're weak at a certain position, and you want to figure out a way to kind of strengthen that spot. And so don't worry about, you know, whether you feel like you're getting, you know, the short end of this thing. If you come out of it feeling like, you know what, I've gotten stronger at wide receiver, running back, tight end, whatever it is, then it's fine for you. And, that, and that's, that's what you should mostly be worried about when you go into to trading scenarios. Let, let me give you guys a, a, a question here, a hypothetical, right? Because I, I, we're all commissioners in our leagues, right? Um, and, and I hear people complaining about this on Twitter. Uh, so, and this is just a seasonal league, okay? Mm -hmm. Say that, you know, Graham is third right now. He's going to make the playoffs, mm -hmm. okay? He makes a completely fair trade, completely fair, with a team that is not making the playoffs. Okay. As a commissioner, I don't like to overturn trades. Don't veto trades. I just don't. I, I don't like to do that. But do you put any sort of regulations or rules in your leagues no. where nah. teams that are in the playoffs can't trade with teams that are not in the playoffs or it's all a free-for-all? Yeah. yeah, it's all fair. There, yeah, it, unless there's just absolute clear collusion. You're trading Dalvin Cook for freaking Bo Scarborough. Right, exactly. <laughs> then other than that, no, nah, just let it ride. Let, let it, it ride. ride. You know you yeah. love Bo Scarborough. Come on. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think a lot of people were. I get a lot of complaints about that, and people think, oh, this is BS because this team is just getting better. Listen, if it's a fair trade yeah. – I don't care, man. Like, if as long as it's a fair trade, you could have no wins, and you could be trading to a team that's got nine wins. If it's a fair trade, yeah, it's, a, it's a fair trade. It's, until it's that all, trading deadline hits, man, I'm letting them go through. It's all good. I'm letting them go through. Yeah, no, that's that's not a thing. Don't worry about that. Um, all right, uh, calling this fight to the finish, right? I'm just I'm I pick quarterback, running back, wide receiver. I got three names in each, and I just want you guys to pick one that you have to ride with or you would want to ride with for the rest of the season. I tried to pick guys that are all sort of 
in similar situations with maybe similar production. Uh, so I'll just get your thoughts on it. So let's start. Quarterback. Uh, pick one for the rest of the season. Baker Mayfield, Jacoby Brissett, Sam Darnold. Who you guys got? Boy, that's... That, I'm going to go Baker Mayfield, and I've been, I have been poo-pooing You've been hammering him, him this year. Uh, well, I mean, for good reason. I, I'm not for, saying I, you were wrong. He said, yeah, he said one or two really good games all year long. But, I mean, the schedule, Marcus, is just so good. I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm going and I mean, he's, he's starting to turn things around a little bit. Not that I trust him, but I think I trust him more than Brissett and Darnold. Yeah, I, I think Brissett and Mayfield are probably pretty close week to week at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, both, like, low end. They've been... Middling, well, May- Mayfield basically to start the year was unusable. May- uh, Brissett has been a s- very solid, like high end QB two all year. I-, I think the schedule of the next couple weeks is really, I mean, it's really good for Brissett too. I think I might lean towards him just because I trust that offense and Frank Reich a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's real close between yep. him and Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I'd probably go Mayfield. Although I've been riding with Brissett in a lot of leagues, especially because in my earlier drafts, I was very Andrew Luck heavy. Uh, and so then I obviously had to pivot to Jacoby Brissett. Pour one out. Right. Uh, and you know what? It, it, it has, I've done fine, right? It, it, is not, it is not completely cratered my rosters. So, you know, maybe I'm just sympathetic to Jacoby because he's, uh, he's helped my rosters this year. Uh, running back, Royce Freeman, James White, Kareem Hunt. This one's actually easy for me. It's James okay. White. Uh, the Patriots have the fourth easiest schedule for running backs the rest of the season and the fourth easiest schedule among running backs in the fantasy playoffs and James White is, Oh, I mean, he had a bad game last week. It was really his first terrible game all year, but he is always going to have a role in that offense. You don't have to worry about Sony Michelle and Rex Burkhead. Those guys are going to split snaps and touches. He is always going to see, you know, four or five catches every single week. And he's like that, that clutch hitter mm-hmm. on a baseball team that I mentioned, right? He's the kind of guy that you like, He's not going to have a monster game like a Dalvin Cook every week, but every week is going to give you, you know, between 12 and 15 fantasy points, and he's just going to be steady. I just want to know how James White has only scored twice this year. I, I know, right? I, mean, <laughs> I know New England's not scoring as much. A ton but, of touchdowns last year. Yeah, and I, I don't think anybody expect him to repeat 12 touchdowns, but, I mean, at least like three or four at this right. point. Right, yeah, Man. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's funny, though, because the, the I know the Patriots, for at least for a while, they were the number one offense in the NFL, and it was sort of a mystery to me. Because so much of their success was based on their defense, and they were scoring so many points on on defense. Uh, I feel like that number has sort of calmed down because the offense has been it's been so so. It's been fine. Yeah, it's been so so. It's been fine. It's all volume. I mean, Brady's on pace to have his I think the most pass attempts of his career at this point. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. Um. All right. So wide receiver then. Uh, DK Metcalf, Curtis Samuel, Mike Williams. Any one of those guys. Uh, Mike Williams is another guy. Where are the touchdowns? I, know. I mean, <laughs> what, do you, what do you have? Ten last year? Yeah, ten, and I, that was always going to regress because he scored ten on like seventy targets or something. He had right? that one game where he had like three against Kansas City, and uh, one of them was a rushing touchdown, I believe. I, I, Mike Williams has just been he's just been used as this like deep shot only player in this offense, and that's kind of frustrating because I think he could be a, a significantly bigger and better asset for the Chargers, but. Man, I just I just want to see him score some touchdowns. I go with DK here because he actually does score touchdowns. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I I agree with DK. Are we? I've had people, multiple people ask me this, and I don't have a solid answer. I mean, 
how does Josh Gordon fit into this offense? Though? I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like he's going to end up, maybe he's going to vulture some red zone opportunities from, from DK from time to time. But I mean, honestly, I, I just feel like he's just another weapon for, for Russell to go into. And, you know, he'll have his occasional good game, but I don't know that the targets are going to be there where he'll be a consistently good fantasy. Option. I think that move is, was just basically like, we're going to get a really talented player at a significantly low weight yeah. claim. And yeah. we don't have a good number three receiver. Right. right. That was basically it. Yep. We yeah. know the Seahawks don't run a ton of three receiver sets too. So that was probably it. Yeah, I mean, it's just I, I've had a lot of people ask me that, and I just don't have an honest, really solid answer because I just don't know. I mean, I think that's sort of the, the baseline of it there. Uh, all right, a few names before we get out of here. Whether or not you're dropping some of these guys, I feel like it's pretty safe to, to let some of these guys go. Kalen Balage, we can, we can say goodbye, right? <laughs> hey, man, if you want a guy who's going to average one yard per carry, he is your man. Uh, somebody asked me yesterday how I felt about Patrick Laird. My response was, I'm, certain, I'm pretty much just done with Dolphins running backs now. Yeah. It just it, he might be worth like a deep league stash though, and see right. what happens. And that was I the, mean, I think that's about this it. This guy mentioned he was in a fourteen team league, and I'm like, I, I guess you could make a case for it there, but beyond in, that, in deep, in deep leagues, fourteen team leagues, sure, hold on a balage just because he could score a touchdown again. But man, yeah, just, uh, Brian Hill, who you know did not perform I, last week, I rage dropped him in quite a few weeks. <laughs> <up right there. laughs> I was just like. It didn't happen last week. <laughs> now they're playing the Bucks, whose run defense is pretty good. Devontae Freeman is potentially coming back didn't soon. Didn't practice today. Yeah. I uh, did not practice today. All yeah. right. But even still, like, I don't know. You wouldn't be starting him against this Bucks defense, I, I'm not, right? Yeah, like, yeah, Brian Hill no. has no value at this point. It's like, you can let so, it go. How bad have we had uh, like, this year with the running backs off the wheel? Oh, it's awful. Like, I remember last year, like, we had a Philip Lindsay. And the waiver oh, wire has God. been. This year, the waiver really? wire, like, Damian Williams last year. And now, this year, it has been. Guys, outside of DJ Chark and Terry McLaurin in week one, the waiver wire has been trash just all empty. year. Just empty. Mm. Unless, you've, unless you've gotten lucky in a few leagues and people have you know dropped a Brandon Cooks or somebody significant, like with actual value, the waiver wire has just been terrible. Yeah. Uh, a couple of quarterbacks. Phillip Rivers. It's uh, is it time to say goodbye to yep. Phil Rivers? Yep. Rivers is done. I'm done. Man. I, I'm just, it's, just, just, it's over. I mean, he, he has not been able to exploit good matchups for most of the season. Mm -hmm. And you look at his last few games, I mean, Chiefs, great matchup, stunk. Raiders, great matchup, stunk. Yep. I mean, I don't remember what's the so, last time he scored so over 20 points. And this is the most chargery thing ever. What's <laughs> so frustrating is they moved the ball very well in both of those games. They moved the ball up and down the field on the Raiders. I don't know they, why they didn't run they the ball got more it, against the Chiefs. Right, and they got in, they got inside of the 20, or I think on maybe four straight drives against the, uh, against the Chiefs last week. And they just... they. It's like they underwhelm every single week. They have so many yep. good players, yep. and they just cannot figure it out. Rivers, fewer than 15 points in five of his last six. He's got seven picks in his last two games. Uh, he's got Denver, Jacksonville, Minnesota uh, in week 15, and then in week 16, he's playing against the Raiders again, who he sucked against a couple of weeks. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Pick up Baker. Uh, pick right. up Darnold. Pick up... Brissett, if he's out there, I'm I'm done with uh, it. And the last one, I think we mentioned him last week, but he's still on a lot of rosters. Jared Goff. Uh, I, I cut him we can, three bye -bye. weeks ago, we can, buddy. We can do that, too. He's right? not good. Yeah. Not I, good. Like I said, I know we mentioned him last week, but I looked, and, and he's still rostered in a lot of leagues. Yeah, um, yeah you don't want him. You don't have to do that anymore, no. folks. Don't do that to yourself. Don't, 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 yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. It's not cool. All right. There you go. That is it. We are done. Done. We appreciate you listening and downloading as always. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, don't follow your dreams. Ask them where they're going and hook up with them later. See you on Friday.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.